What's good, y'all? Welcome to episode of Thoughts Pending Podcast. It's your host, Sean Solo. This week, I'm actually going solo. Well, I'm always solo, but y'all get it. No guests this week. But I definitely want to drop off, like, you know, a little mini episode for y'all to listen to, just to hold y'all over until <clears throat> I get, like, my next guest for the show, whatever. So uh, I'll get right into it. So the pen and thought of the week, something that just, like, dawned on me, you know, as just looking at social media or talking to peers and stuff like that is, uh, why does it seem like we always focus on, like, the negative forms of entertainment? And when I say that, I just wonder, like, you know, we always, not all, we, some people, I can't speak for everybody, but I just feel like oftentimes people automatically jump to, like, the, like, the negatives for situations. And of course, you know, they always say like, you should always turn your like, I guess, pain into joy or whatever the case may be. But sometimes I just feel like it gets a little draining to witness or to hear. Like, you know, like when messed up things happen, people usually jump to like the worst case scenario or when not even messed up things happen, just when things happen, people usually jump to like the worst case scenario with things sometimes from sports uh, to, you know, I guess sometimes life does beat people up that, that happens. And sometimes you do, you know, think about the bad side of things, but I don't know. I just feel like people get more entertainment out of spread negativity. You know, like I, I get the, like, I'm all for like dark humor for sure. But I think sometimes it has to, to like balance itself out, or at least for me, I need to take a break from some of seeing that shit sometimes. Like, Prime example for me is like on weekends, I don't really do no social media like that. I might check in here and there, like, you know, Instagram or Twitter, but I don't really be posting like that during the week. Cause honestly, I just use social media to get me through like work for the most part. Uh, but yeah, I just started to notice that now. Like, you know, sometimes you see a different perspective of situations when you're not directly into it. And that's how I look at it, like with social media sometimes. Like for me, it's just like I look at it like when I'm on, you know, saying jokes. Seeing stuff come down the timeline, cool. But when you're just sitting back, not really participating in it, it gives you a different vantage point of stuff sometimes, or different perspective of things sometimes. And that's just kind of how I look at it. You know, on weekends, when I don't get on like that for real, I might just peek at it. I might see some stuff. I'm like, damn, that's messed up. Or damn, they just piling on. Like, you know, it's a messed up situation. But of course, people just go viral for any damn near thing now. Plus, I mean... Sometimes it's not really just people. Sometimes it's bots. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. I don't want to like tech y'all out or none of that kind of stuff. But I mean, sometimes there's some things that just control the algorithm. And I always make a conscious effort to throw my algorithm off. So that way they don't really know what the hell I'm thinking. <laughs> Whether it's, you know, Amazon or if it's like YouTube or whatever. Like, you know, since I'm into like business and all that kind of stuff for like watching stuff entertainment wise, like Breakfast Club or like Sway in the Morning. I might watch a random video on like building houses or some shit just to my algorithm off. Like, you know, and even my Amazon algorithm too. My time, sometimes I might just look for like, even though I don't have any kids, you know, I might look at like, you know, like some uh, kids books or something like that just to throw the algorithm off, you know, even though I'm looking for stuff, use this for like home goods and stuff. So, but not to deviate from the main, you know, pending thought of the week. I was just wondering like, like, why does it seem like people as a collective often like focus on the negative? negative of situations and finds like entertainment in it you know and if it's the truth you know not if it's the truth but even if it's like not true you know like i saw a tweet that's been going viral for the past couple of days like it has believe is it montel jordan hold up it's not montel jordan it's the other montel williams my apologies 
Shouldn't get them brothers mixed up. But there's a, uh, a video of Monsell Williams back when he was dealing with like Kamala. And he had his uh, Kamala and he had his daughter, one of his daughters with him. Like, I guess at a, an event or whatever the case may be. And somebody said something about like, you know, Kamala knows all about Sharon. I'm just like, that's a fucked up thing to say. And I'm not one of those people that try to like defend, you know, randoms that I don't know. But I just feel like I could see, I guess, how someone could see that entertaining. But to me, it's just like, bro, like. Come on, man. It's like the sisters in office. I mean, granted, we know how it is with politicians and shit. Like, but I just thought that was just kind of whack to do that when a man's like there with his daughter. And at the time, because this is like in the early 2000s, obviously, when, you know, Montel and Kamala were dealing with each other. But I'm just like, bro, that shit's corny, man. Like, it's not entertaining to me. You know, I ain't going to lie. Sometimes I do laugh at shit that I probably shouldn't laugh at. But, man, that shit's corny. But whatever. And I think I always think to myself sometimes when people be saying like, you know, goofy shit like that. I be thinking to myself, like, bro, like, it's a joke to you, but if it hits home for you, then it's a whole different situation, you know. But I guess that's just human nature. So, but that's just my perspective on it. I just feel like oftentimes we all, like, you know, negativity just seems to be the biggest form of entertainment. Like, I forgot it was a quote from Erica Badu. Was it Erica Badu or might have been Michael Jackson? I can't recall. I think it might have been Michael Jackson. But they said, good news to them doesn't sell. You know, negativity sells. You know, like uh, he was saying at the time when he was going through that issue with Sony and all that stuff. Y'all can Google that if you're you know, interested in learning more about that situation. Uh, pivoting to like another conversation I was thinking about over the weekend. Uh, I saw someone while well, I was talking to my like peers about like, you know, um, music reunions or hip hop reunions or whatever the case may be. And they were basically saying, like, has there ever been a reunion that you want to happen but never occurred? And, you know, you can think of the list. I mean, for those that's into, like, hip-hop, that's listening, those that aren't or whatever. But you could think of, like, some artists that you like, but they, they'll never be a reunion because, you know, it might be a rift between the group or, you know, some members have passed away, things of that nature. But I was thinking, like, you know, we'll never see, like, a, a death row reunion. Definitely not. You know, I know Bad Boy had did a reunion tour. I thought that was pretty interesting to see. Um, as far as like, you know, groups that are still, I wouldn't even say active, but still out there, like, you know, outcasts, that'd be interesting to see them do a reunion tour, you know? Um, but I would say my perspective on reunions have changed as well, because like, granted, you know, for those that don't know, like Andre 3000 and Big Boy were a group outcasts or whatever, but they let their last like studio album they did together outside, like the Out of Wild soundtrack was like 2003 with the speaker box and love below. And granted, I don't know, but just looking at like from interviews that Andre has done, I can kind of see like he's basically said to the point where he was just over the whole, I guess, rigmarole with being in the music industry or with rap or whatever. So I guess he probably lost his passion for it, which I can understand that because, you know, we all grow in our own separate ways or whatever. But it's like it's always some people that always want to hold you to a specific standard or how they view you as. And it's like. You know, for example, like, you know, when Andre and them, well, Outcast got started, they were 19 years old. Now, now these brothers are like in their 40s. So I can understand, like, man, I'm not really trying to keep rapping like that no more, bro. Like, you know, like, it's cool to do it for, you know, for my leisure, but I don't want to be going on, stu- like, you know, going on tours and all that stuff. Like, you know, like, Big Boy has a grandson now, you know? Like, and then, like, Andre's son, I think he's in college now, if I'm not mistaken. He probably graduated or whatever, but. I can kind of understand that, you know, like over time, you probably get tired of doing the same thing. And it's not like I'm pretty sure those guys are still, you know, homies behind closed doors or in public or whatever, because we really see Andre like that. But my whole thing is just like, 
I like the idea of reunions, but I feel like at times some people probably just don't want to do it no more. You know, it's just like a prime example for like coming, I guess, to give some perspective to it. Think about like if you had a job you were good at or whatever and you had a really cool staff and, you know, it wasn't perfect, but. You know, eventually you moved on and grew your career into another facet of your life or another realm, you know, work wise. And then let's just say hypothetically like, oh, you know, uh, we want to reach out to like some former uh, co-workers or supervisors who want to reach out to you and say, hey, you ever thought about coming back to the office? You know, we used to uh, do this and do that. We were real good together. I even pay you more money and things like that. But then, you know, if let's say you had a job when you were in like your 20s or, you know, in high school and it's like. Damn, okay, you know, that was a pretty fun job. It was my first little job I had. You know, I learned a lot from it. And now, you know, that job was a stepping stone and got me to where I'm at now. So why would you even think about going step, I wouldn't say stepping back down, but going back to that, that job, you know, that job may not serve a purpose for you anymore in your life. You know, it could have been, I'm not even going to name the field because I don't want to shout. It's like I'm trying to step on anybody's like, you know, uh, way of life or how they work, whether it's retail, whether it's, you know, uh, working in fast food or whatever but you would think to yourself like man i ain't trying to go back to do that shit again you know like it was fun you know it was, had great days we had bad days but i'm not trying to go back to doing that i don't care how much you pay me you know so that's how i look at it for artists you know for having these reunions and stuff like that like the reunions are cool in theory but some of the artists don't probably want to relive that stuff you know like especially going on tour like i don't know i don't from the outside looking in but going on tour looks exhausting physically exhausting like mentally exhausting because every night you're going on stage traveling city to city not getting much rest you're not seeing your family like that for real so i can kind of understand you know like why a lot of artists are against having reunions and stuff like that like you know it's cool like as i've gotten older i kind of understand like some things are just a moment they're not always meant to be relived you know like even with me i learned well long story less long like i try to keep in contact with people from time to time that i knew from a couple of years ago, we might not talk as often. And then after a while, it gets to a point where it's like, yo, I'm pulling teeth just to talk to this person or just to be in contact with him. So God let him go. You know, it's like I said this on the podcast before as a metaphor, but it's like, it's like hold, pulling on a rope. You know, you keep pulling that rope back to try to tug somebody back to you messing your hand up. Your hand's going to get, you know, rope burn. You got to let that rope grow. I mean, let that rope go, uh, go and then allow your hand to heal, you know, and move on to other stuff and it ain't gotta be about a beef or nothing like that you saying you don't deal with like somebody but it's like people grow in their own ways you know then sometimes too <laughs> i don't know i think some people's minds just wander and come up with these weird ass ideologies of you it's like why are you reaching out to me now and it's just like maybe i just wanted to be cordial with you not like i'm trying to like you know uh trying to get over on you, nothing like that but that's another conversation for a later time. Maybe when I have my guest on later this week, we can talk about that more. I'll definitely revisit that one because I could talk about that for a hot 10 minutes. Um, segue to the next topic I had. This is something I saw on Twitter earlier this week. Well, shit, that might have been last. We're looking at the date. Either way, don't matter. So somebody made a tweet. I don't even know this band was about. Either way, his name's Creation247. By age 30... Your circle of friends should be talking more about investing and creating side hustles rather than their favorite shows on Netflix. So I will say that I do understand the sentiment of that tweet, but I don't necessarily agree with that because, you know, I'm age 30. Um, and my friends, we talk about various things, whether it's, you know, uh, Netflix shows or side hustles or whatever our endeavors are. I don't really think that makes sense to me because I really feel like now, granted, if that's. You know, if you're one of those people that's trying to work on, like, you know, 
the fire, um, the fire industry, not industry, but the fire group, which is the acronym for financially independent, retire early. One of those types of folks that's trying to, you know, get their finances up, be debt free and just live and do the whole nomad shit. Then, hey, you know, do it. I'm not knocking you at all. But for me, like, I need a different, I need balance. Like, when my, I tweeted, like, I like quote retweeted it. When I first saw the tweet, I was like, well, what about HBO Max shows? And then one of my homeboys was like, nah, man, like, you know, we can't, um, you didn't say we can't, but basically just telling me like, you know, you should be beyond that. And I told him, I said, listen, bro, I need balance in my life. I, don't get me wrong. Like, I still watch shows from here and there. Now, I don't binge like I used to. I'll probably watch an episode a day and then, you know, chill out depending on the show or whatever. But um, I need balance. You know, like one of my homegirls. Like, I found it the fastest in our friendship where she wanted to talk to, you know, her friends about, you know, investing in different business endeavors. So every time I learn about something, I text it to her or email it to her and vice versa, you know, like, you know, and even outside of that, me and her, whenever I'm doing something, she's doing something, we still hang out and, you know, have a ball or whatever. So, but yeah, I really feel like you got to have a balance depending on what your purpose, not your purpose, what you see yourself doing. Now, some people, you know, they, they're cool. I wouldn't even say it's like, um, I wouldn't say it's underachieving, but some people are cool with the life that they have, whether it's, you know, working a nine to five or whatever it is. And they want to balance out by watching their shows to decompress from their day. And hey, that's their prerogative. But I don't really feel like, oh, it's got to be all about, you know, the money and all about, you know, like, that's it. Like you have the tunnel vision because tunnel vision is a cool metaphor. But at the same time, when you're on tunnel vision, you're missing everything that's around you. You only focus on one thing. You know, it's like looking like at a, uh, it's like coming out of like a, I wouldn't say a cave, but you know, when you're driving on the highway, or whatever, you go in a tunnel, literally a tunnel, and all you see is just the light that gets you out the tunnel. You ain't looking at them like other cars that could be around you. Usually they're one lane, but you're not looking at like them, uh, bricks, you know, on the road, like around you, surrounding you and stuff like that. You're looking like, man, I'm just trying to get out of the tunnel because we're underwater. Anything could happen, you know, and that's how I look at it. Like, you're doing that, you're missing out with what kind of writing could be on the walls or whatever that you're driving by. Of course, you got to keep your eyes on the road, just using that as a metaphor. But yeah, you know, like when I was like, you know, in my early early 20s, I was thinking about, yeah, man, I got to make this amount of money and get this and that going. It's like, man, no, life's supposed to be enjoyed. Like my main thing, like I always say is like my quality of life is more important than anything else. When you have a good quality of life and of course, having money, acquiring more money, that could help your quality of life. But, you know. I feel like it shouldn't be to a point where it's to your detriment, where you're not enjoying yourself no more. You're just uh, feeling like a robot, you know, it's like get up, you work, make however much money you make, then you live for the weekend or whatever. So, you know, not knocking those that do it because trust me, I'm in the rat race too, like the rest of us. But yeah, I don't agree with that sentiment that your circle of friends should change by 30. Now, I do understand, though, I will say friends do grow apart. Like I kind of touched on earlier about the whole reunion thing. Um, People do grow apart. I Notice that as, you know, I progress and my life is like some things that I want to do with my friends, some friends aren't interested in. You know, I got different friend sets, I will say. Um, then also, you know, you got to learn some friends are just really just acquaintances, you know, like not to knock or talk about like, you know, devaluing some friendships. But after a while, it's just like, you know, you're growing in your own way and they're growing in their own way. And it's just like your ways just don't meet anymore, whether it's, you know, um, recency bias or uh based on proximity like i talked about this podcast before plenty of times too like sometimes your friendship is just like yo we work in the same job we're from the same city we went to the same school and then once you take those things away then it's like all right what else is this friendship based off of you know not feeling like i also tell people a lot and i had to learn this too don't try to 
um, compare your friendships because every friendship is different. Same thing with acquaintances too. Even though acquaintances don't really, to me, don't acquire that much maintenance. It's like acquaintance for me is like, yo, when I see you, was good, bro, or I see you later, youngin, or whatever. You know, like I don't really be that pressed to be on like, yo, we got kick, we got to do this, we got to do that. Like, nah. You know, so, um, but yeah, you do need to change. I will say you do need to change your friend circles to a degree, but you know, your core friends, I feel like those are going to be around. And then if they're really your friend, then they can understand that too and respect like, Hey, y'all want to go do this? I'd rather go do that. You know, we'll still, you know, text from time to time or call every once in a while. Like my closest friends, I'll probably see them bamas like once or twice a year, you know, but it's not to know like, Oh, we ain't, we ain't dealing with each other no more. It's like everybody got their own life. You know, like you can't like like they say, life's a marathon or whatever. And you don't finish with everybody you started with, you know, and then, you know, just like a marathon, you're going to run past people over after a while, you know, and then some people going to pass you, you know. So that's just a part of life, you know, and that's because it happens. I don't mean you love your friends any less or whatever, you know, they just doing their own thing, what they feel works best for them. So I, I understand it now that I'm older. Back in my 20s, it'd be like, damn, I thought we was going to be friends for life. And it's like. Not everybody's supposed to be that. Some people just around just to teach you about yourself, you know, and vice versa. I mean, you could be teaching them a lesson as well. So, yeah, um, I'll hit it with a couple current events. And after that, I'm going to go ahead and the pie. I ain't going to talk your head off because I ain't going to lie. I'm kind of hungry right now. So I was reading this uh, article in The Guardian basically said that uh, top U.S. corporations raising prices on Americans even as profits surge, which I think is asinine to me. So, you know, um, I'm not going to sit here and name all the business, but obviously, you know, like Amazon, they made like positive 333%. A lot of groceries. I don't even know who the hell Albertsons is. I ain't doing a, I ain't a lot of y'all. I ain't do a whole lot of research in this joint. But long story less long, basically, I mean, without really having to sit here and break down the numbers, because I know people don't really care about numbers and all that shit. Um, inflation is just killing us. Long story short. And the main thing I gained from reading this article was just that, and I put the article in the um, description as well, those that are interested, you know, because I know I got listeners from all over the world, so they might want to, you know, who knows, y'all might want to think about coming to the U.S. to move, you know, so I'll definitely put it in there, but just uh, give y'all the spark note version of this article, basically, you're going to have to figure out a way to continue to make more money year after year because the money that you make now isn't going to hold the same value because of inflation, I mean, inflation pretty much is nothing but corporate greed. There's really no reason for you to raise the price of any product or service. The only reason why you're doing that is because you want to make more fucking money. Like we can call it inflation, whatever other ever whatever other word y'all want to make up for. Like it's bullshit to me. Because a prime example, like Arizona iced tea, them jumps been ninety nine cents since forever, and they have they have not increased the price, and they probably won't. Because you're still making a profit regardless, man, for most of these uh, goods and services. But, you know, um, when these corporations want to make more bread, and we can sit here and talk about how bad capitalism is all fucking day. There is no perfect system. Sorry, I don't know why people think that, oh, capitalism is the devil. Dog, can you imagine you working your ass off and somebody that's not doing as much as you is making the same amount of money as you? That drives people insane. So, And that's communism. So get the fuck out of here. Like, I understand there is... No perfect system, you know. It don't matter how you want to try to throw it in there. I had this conversation on the podcast before. I can't remember what episode it was. Not that y'all gonna look for it. Well, y'all might. I hope y'all do. But um, yeah, like there's no perfect system because then on top of this as well, you know, you can dog capitalism all you want, but without entrepreneurship, there is no jobs. Period. Like there's nothing. 
you know. And then without that, boy, things be worse than it already is. Don't get me wrong; it's not a utopic society now, nowhere near. Utopia really doesn't exist, but you know, it's just a state of mind. But anyway, um, yeah, I, it's 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 rough. Like, so I implore anybody that's out here, you know, working to find some kind of way to either, you know, reinvest their money and time. I mean, granted, I'm sure people out here working multiple jobs, you know, because I've been there before. But I would definitely just say find other ways to allocate your money or, yeah, get a way to find find ways to allocate your money to work for you. Whether it's a little side hustle, like a cleaning business or something like that. It's so many different ways you can, you know, with the internet right at your fingertips, you can Google, you know, like there's one group I'm on, I deal with on Facebook called like Side Hustle Nation. Like they come up with so many side hustles, man. You just got to put the time in and do it. And then, of course, over time, if you want to, you can sell your business. Uh, you know, um, French. I mean, I'm not too deep into the franchise and stuff like that. I know it's a, another lucrative way to make money as well. But And I'm also rambling, so let me chill out. But I was just saying, you know, like year after year, guys, things are going to continue to go up. And we can sit here and complain. We can sit here and ask all these different um people's in government to try to, you know, rally for us to get it going. Like, or lobby for us to get stuff. But... It don't matter because at the end of the day, they're only out there to serve their own interests, you know. So I would just definitely just say, you know, yeah, learn a new um, outside of a side hustle, learn something new that could, you know, help you uh, make more money. Like certification out there you can get. And I ain't even talking about certification, just IT. There's a lot of blue collar work out there. Like elevator, uh, people that repair elevators, they make six figures. Like it's so many different ways that you can make money out here. You just got to find something that works for you. So add something to your repertoire, man, because the thing, the reason why I say like, you know, you have to make a, you know, more money than you did the previous year before, because, you know, however old you are, whoever's listening, like we're not going to be the age that we are forever. You know, retirement is going to kick in at some point. Your body's just going to start slowly breaking down. You're not going to be able to do as much as you can. So you got to find ways to help with, uh, keep up with basic necessities. I ain't talking about like if you want to buy the house on the hill and all that stuff like that, all the material stuff. It's just like basic necessities to take care of yourself you know anything can happen man so i would just say keep that in mind when you're out and about like or you know doing your regular thing during the day whether you're looking at facebook videos and tiktok and all those other apps that burn a lot of your time because it happens to the best but yeah i just feel like consumers are getting a raw deal unfortunately behind all this stuff man with these price increases you know it's like damn it made you know the most money i ever made in my life this past year after doing your taxes and then it's like you made a lot but you got a long way to go you know, you got to start thinking about saving for tomorrow. I mean, even though, you know, the next day is never guaranteed, but you got to have something to, you know, keep yourself situated in case things go left. And as you get older, because anything can happen. Cause I also said before on this podcast, everybody's one medical emergency away from being broke. Like, it can happen overnight. We just saw it with the whole entire pandemic. So, yeah. Uh, all right. These are some things that's really not going to matter in the next week or so so i'll get these last two topics off so uh buzzfeed news had said that uh someone that was five foot seven after surgery will be five foot ten uh let's see here basically someone said originally designed to correct mismatched length and legs limb lengthening surgery has become increasingly popular for men looking to permanently increase their height all i would say is because i don't judge even though it's not like i'm judging but i'm not gonna judge on this one this doesn't make much sense to me i'm not gonna lie you know, I just feel like however, you, in my perspective, because I'm sure this is going to probably sound kind of wild, but like, however you're, you're born, bro, if that's, you know, what you've been given from your gene pool, just take it, work with what you got. But hey, 
Some people want to get their tight their heights up. You know, I don't know. Maybe some of these Bamers want to play in the NBA or something like that. So, so um, a little excerpt I just read here said someone said I went to LA to talk to a surgeon who makes men taller. The surgery costs around seventy five thousand dollars. It can take you three inches taller, though in some cases up to five inches taller. That's a lot of height. Uh, he told me he's seen a noticeable increase in men getting the procedure during the pandemic. Uh, that was from. Element 88, my man's posted that uh, BuzzFeed article on Twitter. So look them up if y'all are interested in reading that article. Um, I get it. Some people, everybody has insecurities. You know, no one's perfect. You know, everybody has something that they like. I wish I was a little bit taller, you know, whatever. But um, I just don't understand the purpose, bro. But I mean, get it how you live. You know, I, I just wouldn't take that risk. I just feel like when you go under the knife, if you don't have to, like, I guess it's like it's called elective surgery, elective surgery. I'm not doing no elective surgery to myself. Like, I like the skin that I'm in. I love the skin that I'm in. I'm not about to try to make myself taller for what, bruh? Like, who knows? We don't. Well, I don't know. I haven't done the research on this. I don't know the side effects to try and make yourself taller. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, who knows? When you get older, man, your bones are going to shift naturally. So how do you not know? How do you know if that's not going to you know, fuck up your legs? You know, you might not be able to walk the same. I mean, obviously not because you're getting older, but man, I'm good on that. If you're interested in that, and if anybody's listening to this podcast and got 75 bands to put away, hey, man, holler at me, bro. I can use sponsorship. But nah, um, yeah, I don't know what the whole phenomenon with that. I'll say I haven't heard from any of my peers, you know, because I got friends all over. I haven't heard from anybody that's talking about, you know, getting a heart surgery or even talked about this corrective heart surgery. This is my first time hearing this. You know, I feel like this is in specific communities. Um, but yeah, I don't understand the purpose of it. But, you know, by all means, man, if you got 75 bands just laying around and you trying to get from, you know, from a 510 it's like, you know, a 6'4", hey, go for it, bro. Why not, you know? So, um, let's see. One of the last things I want to rap about, because I'm not going to be thinking about this shit probably tomorrow when this podcast comes out. Um, Tropicana is actually dropping a cereal made for orange juice. I'm just, you know, just hearing it has my taste buds like, nah, that's not where it's at. But Tropicana tweeted that 15 million people have tried OJ on cereal. So how weird can it be? Find out for yourself when Tropicana... Wait a minute. This ain't no ad. Fuck that. I'm not reading all this shit. Send me a check, bro. Let's talk about that. Anyways, yeah. Tropicana's op- uh, dropping the orange juice cereal on the 4th of this month. So, um, if y'all are interested, I'm definitely not. Tropicana orange juice isn't all that amazing anyway. But, you know, this ain't an ad. I ain't reading no more ads for people on this podcast no more. I had to catch myself. But, yeah. Um, I don't understand the purpose of that. But, you know, sometimes you got to reinvent the wheel. Who knows? I mean, for all we know, man, it's called could be a marketing scheme too. Just like when IHOP said they were going from IHOP to IHOP because they were updating the menu with burgers and stuff like that, which I love IHOP, by the way. But yeah, y'all can judge. I don't care. It's better than Waffle House. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know about that. Um, I like my cereal and orange juice separate. But to each his own, man. I mean, oh, they got a black hand up there. That's nice. Okay, hand model. Shout out to whoever that is. You know? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know about that, young. Know, that sounds strange. I still think it's marketing, and obviously the marketing work because I'm talking about it right now. Um, yeah, I don't know about that, young. Know, that's that's different. Substitute juice for milk. Like I eat, I drink oat milk with the Tropicana cereal before I do that. But you know, I don't know, man. And then I guess I can understand too. Like everybody's looking for different alternatives of stuff to use. Like milk really isn't that amazing for the human body. I'm not even gonna sit here and try to get all scientific and shit, but. 
Y'all know, y'all that are getting a little bit older, y'all can feel like, yeah, man, these milkshakes kind of murdering me. So, yeah, a lot of people are lactose. Humans are probably lactose, period, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and get and wrap this episode up. I appreciate anybody that's listening. Um, yeah, if y'all want me to do like, you know, little one-on-one episodes from time to time, just let me know. Um, anybody's actively listening, I would sincerely appreciate it if y'all would let me know if y'all want me to do like, you know, like more mini shows like this versus the ones that I have guests and sometimes we get to talking because y'all already know if you listen to the podcast, I'm a talker and most of my guests, even if they ain't, I'm gonna make them a talker. So yeah, uh, this was cool, man. So y'all already know you can find the podcast as Thoughts Pending with no G on Twitter, Thoughts Pending Pod on Instagram. If y'all want to, you know, follow my personals on the socials, you know, Shadow Solo on Twitter, Shah Solo on Instagram. Um, and you know, where this from this podcast, I sincerely appreciate if y'all could leave a rating, you know, five star rating would definitely help. My iTunes is definitely getting up there a little bit. Um, you know, Spotify, Podbean, all them joints, man. I sincerely appreciate y'all for listening because I've been doing this for a minute, like a hot four years by myself and still going. Um, yeah. And that's all my time till the next time, y'all. Peace.